the prophet Isaiah gives us this promise. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust in him and will not be afraid because the Lord, yes, the Lord is my strength and song and he has become my salvation. Amen. My dear Christian friends, everything was fine when John came to Racine for a visit. He, since he was a popular lecturer, he had set up some speaking engagements at local schools and, and churches on Monday and Tuesday. On Thursday, he got his close friends together and they had a celebratory meal at one of the local restaurants. Everything stopped being fine very early on Friday morning. Joshua was taken to Ascension Hospital. Everything hurt. His hands, his feet, his head and back. He had trouble breathing. He didn't eat anything. He could barely drink anything. The women in Joshua's life, they did what God has gifted women to do, that they were there for him. They were there at the foot of his bed. His mother was there. His good friend Mary was there. But it was scary how quickly everything worsened in Joshua's condition. Within six hours, he was dead. Joshua's mother was poor. She couldn't pay for any kind of funeral services or any kind of embalming. She didn't have a burial plot for the family. And so Joshua's good friend Joe said that Joshua could be buried in his family plot at Graceland Cemetery, just a short walk from Ascension Hospital. Everything happened so quickly that Mary did not have any time for closure. Everything was so overwhelming. So very early on Sunday morning, she made the slow, painful, mournful walk to Joshua's cemetery. Everything was fine on Sunday morning when Jesus came into the city of Jerusalem. He was a very popular preacher and teacher. And so he had speaking engagements in the temple courtyard of the Jews on Monday and Tuesday. He gathered his close friends, his disciples together for a celebratory Passover meal on Thursday evening. But everything stopped being fine very early on Friday morning. That's when he was arrested and then put on trial, and then crucified outside of the gates of Jerusalem on Golgotha's hill. Everything hurt. His hands, his feet, his head and back. He had trouble breathing. He didn't eat anything. He could barely drink anything. The women in Jesus' life, they were there to do what God has gifted women to do. They were there to support him. They were there at the foot of his cross, the women that were there were his mother, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joses, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. And it was, quick, it was scary how quickly Jesus died. Crucifixions are intended to last for days. And yet within six hours, Jesus was dead. Jesus' mother was poor. She couldn't afford a family burial plot, so Jesus good friend, a covert disciple, Joseph of Arimathea offered up his family tomb. 
There was no time for proper preparation of the body for burial because of the Sabbath. So Jesus' body was quickly wrapped in cloths and laid in Joseph's tomb late Friday afternoon, just a short walk from Golgotha. Everything happened so quickly that Mary did not have any time for closure. So early on Sunday morning, she, along with other women, made the slow, painful, mournful walk to the cemetery. You know how these Marys felt, both Mary Magdalene and present-day Mary. You've been with your sick child in Children's Hospital. You have visited your grandmother at the nursing home. You've said goodbye to your father at the hospice home. You've held your spouse's hand as he or she breathed their last. You know the slow steps you take as you walk to the room of your dying loved one. You know the painful, plodding steps that you take away after your loved one has died. Those steps are filled with grief. Sadness, fear, dread, and loneliness. So no wonder they are so slow because they are so heavy with all of these emotions. Your loved one may have been taken away from you after a long battle with cancer, after a long bout with an illness. Or your loved one could have been ripped away from you because of an accident or a heart attack. Death has removed your loved one from your life. Your family has been torn apart. Your emotions are raw. Your fear of the future is real. And we stand weeping at the grave of our loved one. We're looking for something, anything, to calm our fears. Just one more moment for one more hug. Just anything that will give us just one more day. This is why we take this trip with Mary Magdalene and the other women every Easter morning to the tomb. And why this trip to the tomb is so important for us as Christians. After the third day resurrection, Jesus took his first steps away from the grave. And he took those steps and it led him down to hell. There he preached to the spirits in prison and he triumphed over them, making a, spub, a, pu a public spectacle of them, announcing that he was victorious over the devil, demons, and death itself. Jesus' next steps took him away from hell and then away from his briefly borrowed tomb. There he met the women as they were running away from the grave because they had just heard the angel tell them, do not be afraid. And now Jesus meets them on the way to talk to the disciples. And he says to them, do not be afraid. Later that evening, Jesus appears to his fearful disciples behind locked doors. And he says to them, peace be with you. And it is fitting that Jesus reminds us as fearful men and women today, do not be afraid. Peace be with you. Whether it is Mary Magdalene, the other women, the disciples, or us, we are often filled with a mixture of fear, hopelessness, and powerlessness. 
But suddenly, we all learn together that Jesus is no longer dead. Death no longer has power over the Son of God, just as he has promised. And in his saving power, now there is no reason for us to have any kind of hopelessness or fear. Mary exclaims to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that is our exclamation to this Easter. We have no reason to ever be afraid. With the eyes of faith, we too have seen our resurrected Lord. Easter proclaims that there are no times, not ancient times, not current times, not future times to ever be afraid. There is nothing that can make us afraid, not Plagues, not pandemics, not world wars. There is nothing else that can, that can cause us to fear death. Fear that leads us away from faith in God, that fear is the greatest tool in Satan's tool belt. But you have no reason to be safe. Afraid because God will keep you safe until the day that he has designated for you to die and you will not die a moment sooner than that. God did not create you to live in fear. So when you are not afraid, you are telling the devil he might as well put that tool back into his tool belt. For Jesus promises, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Dust and ashes, mortals like us, we like to hide our fear. But fellow Easter saints, honestly acknowledge your fears, but also rely on this Easter hope to take away your fears. This, mes- this Easter message, after all, was proclaimed first of all in a graveyard. A graveyard that changed from a place of fear to a place of hope. You and I need to believe and understand that our lives are never really in our hands. Our lives always rest in the nail-marked hands of our crucified, resurrected, and ascended Christ And even though fears are going to continue to spook around in your hearts until you die, you can continually to walk around to that open tomb. And that open tomb silences your fears. Because fear, fear is the result of hopelessness. And as Christians, though hope overcomes fear. Hope, hope not in ourselves. Our hope is not in mankind. Our hope is not in media or in medical experts or in governing authorities. Our hope is not in our family genetics or healthy eating or plenty of exercise. Our hope is in a God who wondrously created us and even more wondrously reconciled us to himself through the life, death, and resurrection of his Son. Our hope is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He is the first fruits of all of those who have fallen asleep in him. Even in this fallen world where death rides on its pale horse to haunt us and, and hunt us down, 
Jesus patiently reassures us, do not be afraid. Death's back has been broken. Satan's head has been stopped. The gates of Hades have been ripped off of their hinges. And now Christ rides victorious on his white horse. He conquers and he continues to conquer. Death is the last enemy to be destroyed. And if death is done, then nothing else can win. If death is done, then there is nothing left for us to fear. Death lies broken and defeated. And now you get to decide, what are you going to do with your troubles, with your anxieties, with your worries? Can the terrors of troubles outweigh your trust in your almighty God? Can the worries over wars overshadow the Lord of armies? Can the dread of demons live up to their demands? Can the panic of pandemics be greater than Christ who walked victoriously out of his grave? Can the anxiety over ailments, the cares over cancers, the despair over dementia, can any of that be stronger than the almighty God who slammed shut the gates of hell, and threw open the gates of heaven for all of his saints. We must admit that all of our fears will lead us to the dark side. And if you're a Star Wars fan, that's where Anakin becomes Darth Vader. The dark side, in reality, that's the devil's side. That's why we need to be reminded as Christians that we have an answer to human fear. That answer is found in a graveyard of all places. It is found in an open, empty tomb. It is found in a message that calms our fears while simultaneously giving us the proclamation to go and tell others a message that will remove their fears. The angels tell us, do not be afraid. Jesus tells us, do not be afraid. You and I go out and tell others, do not be afraid. We have seen the risen Lord. I have seen the Lord. That is what Mary says, and that is what we continue to say because we have witnessed the third day resurrection of our Christ. Because Jesus took his first steps away from the grave. Now we know that on the last day, when we hear the voice of Christ and we hear that trumpet call of God, we will take our first steps away from our graves. And if we are taking our first steps away from our graves, then our Christian loved ones will be taking their first steps away from their graves. And then together we will be caught up with the Lord in the air. And what a blessed reunion that will be. A reunion like Mary had with Jesus. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. You have no reason to ever be afraid Again, all because Jesus walked away from his tomb. Amen.